Welcome back to more of Wake Up with Matt Ham and Kevin Adams on 1180 WLTT. If you would like to call in, the number is 910-765-0097. That's 910-765-0097. Once again, here's Matt Ham and Kevin Adams. Hello and good morning. Welcome back to another hour of Wake Up uh, with Matt Ham and Kevin Adams. This is a show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. This is a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside down living. And unlike usual, I get to stare at Kevin's mug. And and today we've added some beautification to the room. So we have we have Holly Adams. Kevin's wife has joined us today. And it's it's Holly, it's just great to be able to stare across the table <laughs> instead of looking at Kevin's <laughs> making faces at me. We get to see your smiling face today. So thanks so much for joining us. Sure, thank you. I appreciate being here. Yeah, it's it's exciting. We're looking forward to having a conversation this hour and just to let you share, you know, your your kind of insights and thoughts of, of living, you know, by faith as a as a mom and as a, a wife to this dude. Yeah. So, it's <laughs> That's uh, a journey in itself. <laughs> right. So it's uh, it's it's certainly exciting, but uh, but glad to, glad to have you here, and we're gonna Thanks. gonna jump into this, and it's it's kind of cool, and and uh, um, searching for a word, it, it's for me Wait. this. Huh? You're searching for a word, <laughs> right? I know. Wow. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? My brain freezes. You know, I have these frozen moments of oh, you know. There's no words. I'm just glad I witnessed it <laughs> yeah, <thank> one time. <laughs> right. Thank you for that. Um, so <laughs> no, it's, this week is my wife and I's anniversary. Oh. And so we're celebrating 11 years. Awesome. And uh, it's just cool to have you guys here because y'all have been at this longer than we have. And one of the things I've always learned is that you you need folks in your life who who are are advanced beyond you in, in every area of your life. You know what I mean? The idea is if you want to be a better tennis player, you need to play with somebody who's better than you. If you, you know, any, any of those kind of things. But if you want to your marriage to be better, you probably need to learn from somebody who's been at it a little bit longer, you know? And I think that it's important, not necessarily that length adds to wisdom, but I think with that comes wisdom because wisdom is yielded from experience. And so see the gray for me, right? See the gray. <laughs> Lots of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. And we screwed up more. Yeah. He has way less gray than I do. <laughs> One of my bones of contention. <laughs> Absolutely. She, she's, uh, she's emphasizing that reality. Yeah. Well, she, hides it well i don't i don't see it but uh nor will anyone else uh, i like it uh, i like it well we'll get so so again i mean you you guys are you know you're married and 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 i'm sitting here just kind of wanting to hear from y'all tell me tell us a little bit just uh backstory how long you've been married where you met just a little bit of that snippet holly i'll let you let you do this um how long have we been married um 20 years in january Mm -hmm. um so Good while, yeah. Um, what else? What was <laughs> no, where, 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 where'd you meet? And just we like we met in Nashville, Tennessee. I was working for a um, healthcare company in the marketing department, and Kevin provided their printing. Okay. And um, so this was what year? Um, ninety-four. Maybe ninety-four. <clears throat> I had just moved back to town and was a single mother, and. Um, Met Kevin, um, I think a lady in the office introduced mm-hmm. us and um, said we should meet and all of that. And um, so Kevin, you know, he pursued me and <laughs> uh, 
She asked me. I, I feigned indifference and all that yeah. until, um, let's see, we went to lunch. I made a co-worker come with me. Um, I impressed him greatly at that lunch. <laughs> yeah, she had, she had uh, you know, the, the, the bread and the olive oil and the oh, Italian places. Okay. Yeah, she... Uh, <laughs> Gloves are off. Yeah. <laughs> She, I guess she'd never had that. You know, you, you dip the bread in the olive oil. It's got spices in it. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I act like I'd been doing it all my life. But I was a, a veteran at that point of it, and I liked it. Yeah. And she's like, well, what is that? And, you know, just innocent. She, 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 this is a nice Italian restaurant in Nashville, West End, Amerigos. Oh, class. And uh, so she, she, she dips the olive oil, uh, bread in the olive oil, then she puts it in her mouth and, and I mean, before it even got like past stage two of her tongue, that thing just fell right back out. Nice, as a spit out. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh good. There's uh, a. Like, was there a white tablecloth? Yeah. Okay. Good. I think I she was like yeah. I think she was expecting I, butter. Yeah. <laughs> but but it, I mean, she got what she got was a, a spoonful of olive oil yeah. unexpectedly. And, Not my and thing. Instead of getting the aromatic, yeah. you know, from it, you know, like as a, I said, like a cigar. All class. Yeah, I love anyway, it. That, yeah, it fell out, and Very, that was, a, that that was, was the, the beginning of everything. And that one is heart. That's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? It's amazing. Just regurgitating olive oil and bread <laughs> on a white tablecloth, <laughs> one you over. Yeah, that's, that's so Didn't good. Didn't take much. I, speaking of, I had an I had a moment like this week. Had a moment that just reminded me of this. We my my son had gone to this Italian restaurant with my parents, and he loved the salmon. He's like, Mom, Dad, I want to take you to dinner, and, and I want you to have the salmon. And so we went, and they had this plate or whatever, and of course, the salmon was served over some uh, zucchini, and mixed in with the zucchini was a lemon. And lemon and zucchini have very different textures and tastes and whatever. So right. Matt... <clears throat> takes the lemon, didn't know that it was a lemon, thought it was a zucchini, mm. in the mouth, full bite down, <laughs> and I started, it took everything, my breath, and my, and Liz starts thinking I'm choking, and I was like, I can't, I can't. I'm so tart, my mouth cramped, and I just couldn't, and so yeah. here we are in the corner of the Italian restaurant, <laughs> spitting up lemons, so we, we, yeah. we share in that, yeah. so Holly, I'm with you. I'm yeah. just, just authentic, and, you know, yeah. it's just oh, You are. I'm with you. So that's, that's good stuff, and so you guys, uh, Mary, Married in 96, 96 then. January, so. yes, we did. January, there was a, uh, an ice storm, storm wedding day. So Half like three, didn't show. three people did show up. Yes, they did. Uh, they the elements. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Mary, Joseph, and whatever. Yeah, yeah I love it. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> we've been married a while, but uh, I think the thing that uh, I wanted to dig into a little bit today was Holly's perspective she has walked through uh, a very difficult journey and grown up in faith, and uh, we can dig into that. But um, you know, Matt, any anything yeah, yeah. that's on your mind or, or what have you, anything you want to say, Holly, please feel free. Holly is uh, um, I probably shouldn't tell your age, but <laughs> she she looks like she's thirty, maybe twenty nine. Uh, <laughs> she's. She's well beyond that uh, it, in life years, uh, dog years or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about it however we want. But anyway, she has been through a lot, and uh, she's been a single parent, and uh, she's been married a long time now to me, and we've raised up uh, three three wonderful children. They're all adults now. And, uh, thank you. <laughs> 
and 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 we've also been rich uh, millionaires on paper. Uh, we've been dirt poor, uh, very close to homeless about four or five times. I mean, so close that you got to really think about what it looks like. And I'm just giving you some perspective. In 2008, we we were <laughs> we're living in a uh, a huge house overlooking a, a house that was twice its size. It looked like a palace. And, uh, you know, it was a super – I mean, they had weed patrol. Like they, they, they had guys that would drive around in carts. And uh, if you had weeds in your yard, they, you would get a letter. And uh, <laughs> the homeowners was, I don't know, what, three, 400 bucks a month. And it was just nutty. So we owned a bunch of other properties. And, and we had this life. <clears throat> and we were Christians. Uh, we gave a lot. We helped. We did a lot of good things. We studied our Bibles. Uh, but it, we were walking in the surface. And uh, within just a few months, we lost everything. 08 happened to a lot of people. It's still very personal. But this is the context where you had to uh, still be a wife, a mother, and still become who you are personally. And in that environment of losing your income, losing your 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 value worth on paper, your house, your everything, every investment, everything gone just in a matter of months, as unbelievable as that is to people, it did happen, and there we are, uh, barely surviving. So talk about that a little bit and your perspective and anything uh, you want to say. Well. You know, prior to that, I think you and I both were, um, we both knew that there was more. Um, we had individually, we've discussed it since the fact, but unbeknownst to the other one, we had both prayed, you know, God, um, I, I know there's more to life than this. Um, yeah. I had, I can remember sitting in the big house in my same chair that I sit in now to do my Bible studies and just thinking, okay, I, I have everything that society says should equal great happiness, mm-hmm. but um, I, I know that there's more because I've read it in the Bible, and I want that. Um, but I knew there was this little thing inside me that knew that if I said that, there was a chance that all hell could break loose. But I just thought... <laughs> That's what we were just talking about a few minutes ago. I yeah. just thought, okay, <clears throat> I, I you know, I, I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna hope that I know God's got this, and I, I want whatever He's yeah. got. I don't want to miss out on life. I don't want to um, just have mediocrity and be lulled into thinking that that's all there is. So, yeah, you know, we, we prayed that. We both prayed that individually, and then within a few months. <laughs> the writing was on the wall. That so, so, and just as I'm clarifying this, as I'm mm-hmm. hearing it, you know, because um, I've read your book and I know a lot about the story, but not mm-hmm. the intimacy of it. So, the you know uh, the so you guys are actionably and effectively praying that God would bring about and yield more in your life than what you were experiencing as business owner, married, kids. You had the, the American dream wrapped up in a little bow in a yard without weeds and and yet inside that whole picture there's a there's a there's a dissatisfaction or a discontentment still mm-hmm. and you're right. praying yes. that God that that thing, that dissatisfaction, that thing, you know, it, we we want that gone. Yes. Yes, I had had a um 
a pretty tumultuous um, childhood and um, early adult years brought on by bad decisions and some of my own baggage and things like that. So I thought once my life looked a certain way, all of that feeling would be gone, and I wouldn't feel hmm. inside the way that I used to feel. Hmm. That that all of that emotional turmoil and or whatever you would call it would be resolved if I achieved and had all of this stuff or whatever the dream is. If I have that American dream, then surely to goodness I'll be happy and 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 be what I thought happy should be sure but i still felt this emptiness and i thought okay there has to be more and and i'm seeing in the bible people are experiencing miracles and and you know um in 08 when all this happened this was not our first rodeo with this sure because kevin had been in sales and has that entrepreneurial mindset and so you know, we've been had had some ups and downs before, and honestly, had seen God's hand move in some pretty miraculous ways. So I knew, okay, I've seen the tip of the iceberg, and I know if God can do that um, in our life, and has done it in the past. And when I um, really became a believer, I just would ask God for just—I was just like a child, and yeah. I would see Him act and move, um, and so. I would pray very specifically. I had been, I remember doing a Bible study about that. We'll pray specifically. And I had done that and seen God just move mountains. And so I thought, okay, well, but I had been kind of lulled since then right. into kind of being satiated with what we had, but still felt empty. Hey, you but want I, to spend 100 bucks on seafood tonight? No problem. Let's yeah. go do it. Who cares? Yeah. Sure. But, Life's good. But I knew there was something missing still. But I also knew that God acted. Right. I had seen that. So to me, at the time, I thought, okay, it's worth the risk. Of course, never really knowing this is what it's going to look like. Sure. It's going to completely implode. and, and <laughs> It's going to hurt. It's yeah. going to be extremely painful. It's going to be like major death to self with like limbs being blown off. Yeah. You know, like feeling a lot of pain. Yeah. Um, but, you know, God is so merciful that... It was in increments. He would take us a little bit, and our faith would grow, and we would see him move, and then he would take us a little bit further. So it was a slow and gradual process. It was never everything all at once. Mm -hmm. And he would provide in little ways, and, you know, um, little things that I thought mattered would be removed. Um, The hooks would be removed from those things. And I would grow, and we would grow, and... um, it was just it was a progression. I think that's why it it took so it has been a seven year journey because we must have had a lot of stuff that needed to be <laughs> yeah. removed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lots of stuff. Lots of junk. Yeah. Lots of hooks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even know we had. Yes. And right? Yes. Um and um it, it seemed like it got to the point where there were even times where um I'm th- I'm trying to remember and in, in 2010 when um, our son, he um, had turned 18 and, you know, long story short, was a, became a prodigal. And it, I, thought, I remember saying, God, even this, mm-hmm. I can't even hold my son um, in, my, in my grasp. And he, he said, nope, you got to let everything go. Wow. And 
That was a very difficult uh, moment. I remember watching Holly the, the moment that happened. Uh, uh, I remember watching her uh, just fall fall to her knees. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our son walked out the door, and we gave him an ultimatum because he needed one. Sure, and uh, it was very difficult. You know, those two had been together. Um, I mean, Tyler's my son. I raised him, but uh, we. You know, initially I met him. He was a little toe-headed blonde boy, right. little tiny kid, and I didn't know him. He didn't know me. We had to make that adjustment. But Holly uh, had had been a single parent for a while. She, they were a team. So their relationship goes back further than ours, even though ours is, is preeminent in God's economy. So to see her let go, not only that, but but she's the mom. And the yeah. mother, the nature, the nurturer. Uh, so it was a huge moment, <clears throat> not to dwell on it, but just, uh, yeah, that was like tearing your arms off. It was. And, and I could see that. It was. It was. I remember telling people back then that I, I said I'd rather lose my arm mm. because this feels like, a, I mean, it was so painful. I can, and my heart goes out to... This is sending your 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 son. Yeah. Not I'm not saying you like our son, yeah. but just in general, your son um, out the door at age. He had just turned eighteen. Yeah, two weeks before. Um, and uh, we found out, you know, he he'd been uh, dishonest about some things, and uh, we just said you can't do that. And he the way he was talking to you, and I mean, hey Tyler, if you're out there, man, we love you so much, and you, we're so proud of you. You're an amazing man of God. We reflect back on that. It was a hard, hard moment, but uh, I just so I, so I don't want to putting a downcast on him. He is a great person, but it was and he he would admit it was well at a, the time. It was what Tyler needed. Yeah, and that's the bottom line. You had to send him out. We knew. We did. We felt like God was telling us. That's what needed to happen. Well, listening here is kind of a, you know, just taking this in. I see a similarity in where you guys were in your marriage and your life in 08 and possibly where Tyler was in 2010, you said, is that, you know, there's some things that God knew, your father knew that you guys needed. And it it was painful to him to see you guys suffer and go through that. But he knew that that was part of the maturation process as Tyler was maturing as well. Right. You know, so I see that now and and kind of as, as as a bystander watching this, not being having been in your life, but seeing this is so much similarity in that there's a beautiful similarity in that where you know it's like God is is doing this and watching you as his children it's just you're watching your own children but him showing his just gracious love in the midst of it and you showing your gracious love for your son in the midst of that too is there's a beautiful beautiful power that uh, that that is that radiates through that you know and and, and of course Kevin in your book when you read the extravagant fool you, you do such a just beautiful job of painting that picture, you know, and I and I remember reading that about about Tyler and, and, and knowing the story, having talked to you about it or whatever. It just it, it really goes to the heart of, I think, what a lot of women struggle with. I know my wife is a mother to four kids and our kids are crazy and they're always, you know, towing the line with, you know, their safety, their well-being, their growing up or whatever. And and I want to I want to touch a little bit more on this idea of as a mom, you know, in faith, truly letting your children go, what that looks like in a daily walk and what that how it manifests itself, you know, if if you're, you know, comfortable talk about it. Well, um, 
I think at the time we just, um, you know, we of course, parents, they pray for their children, and um, we had prayed um, about Tyler and knew that um, God had just given me some ideas that maybe some things were going on. Sure. No, you're fine. Um, and um, so we confronted him. So I think it was. it's just really about... He was gone. He was gone for... What nine months? Nine months, yeah. Mm. Um, I really think that it's just an an individual thing. We have to pray for our children, and then we have to listen to what God says in regard to them. Sure. Um, but what it taught me was how how painful that was. Um, but that was real love because mm. we loved Tyler. We did that for him, even though it caused us excruciating pain. Sure. But that's real love. Real love isn't necessarily what society says it is real love is willing to do something for someone else even when it calls you causes you immense like indescribable pain mm-hmm. but that is how god loves yeah you're putting i think another way to describe that is you're putting uh the eternal needs of, of others above your own temporary yes. needs and that's that's real love and i think it, what that taught that experience taught me is how god loves it really was a a flesh and bones kind of example of how God feels about us. And that if I was willing to go through that and let Tyler, I mean, it was January in Tennessee. It's cold. And he was on foot with a backpack, no phone, no car. It was snowing. It was snowing. And we didn't know, I had no idea where he was going. And mm-hmm. I didn't know where he was for a couple of days. But I knew. Well, he didn't have contact with us for months. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, he even, was hurt. and Sure. You know, um, so... It was, um, but it was what was best for him. And I just had to keep going back to that, yeah. you know, and thank goodness Kevin was there and was strong and sturdy and said, it's time for you to, because I was a basket case for a, a good while, even though I knew, see, that's the thing I knew mm. God had told us to do it and I knew Tyler needed it, but it was still very, very painful and difficult. Sure. And, you know, I had Kevin say, Okay, it's you. You have two other children, and you have a husband, and we're gonna. You have to refix your gaze on your life, and we have to move forward. Tyler will be back. Yeah. And his prayer was that Tyler wouldn't take too long uh-huh. to come to his senses. And by the grace of God, it was. He called us within five months, and we saw him again. I saw him on my birthday, huh. at, uh, my fortieth birthday. It was a surprise. Wow. He well, got we, him home. We we went to we went to his his high school graduation. But think about this kid. You've raised your whole life, and you're not invited to his high school graduation. Now, that's the relationship. We went anyway. We weren't invited. Now that was difficult. Um, anyway, but 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 looking back now, Tyler. I mean, we need to be interviewing him. He's, yes. he's amazing. But that that was a, a sacrifice that Holly made, especially Holly, because of just a long relationship. I mean, giving birth to this kiddo, uh, letting go of what's most important to you. you know, we, were, we were talking earlier about being priceless. Right. God gave his son. son. Well, 
that was a moment for Holly to do that. So yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's just a it's a phenomenal testimony, and thank you guys for sharing. I mean, you can't imagine that thing in your own life where your kids experience pain, you know, but truly understanding they're his first. You know what I mean? That that that's something I always come back to as a father to four children is that they're his kids first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. How, how prideful of me to think that they're my kids. You know what I mean? He has entrusted them to me, you know, to steward and to right. to, to to rear and to teach and to mold and to shape. But they're his kids. You know. Yeah. And so that, that there's a moment in parenthood, I think, when you become transparent, hopefully, mm-hmm. and, and you want your kids to see through you. You know, mm-hmm. and see the father. And so that yeah. that takes an incredible amount of fortitude because we don't love like that right normally right we don't love like that we love with condition mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. he loves without and and that is uh that is really really strong so so um kind of kind of in this journey holly of uh you know carrying on this foolishness you know <laughs> extravagant foolishness in your in your life for the past seven years um what was it like you know as a, as a spouse, as a wife, to be married to Kevin in the midst of him feeling this desire to just take complete logic and remove it, live by faith. You know, he told he told a story on a previous show or where he's, you know, falling asleep on the couch or something on a, you know, in, in the, the gas smell and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, there's a, a moment, too, when there was a, you know, you have to remind me, I'm not telling your story, but, you know, you had you had uh, had a job opportunity mm-hmm. and, and that's that's it. You had a job offer. A six well, I can figure. tell that story. Uh, yeah, I want to hear it from but, Holly's but, perspective is what I'm. Well, I know. But rather than you tell it, I, yeah. I can open up with that yeah. or go back to it at some point. But, yeah, go ahead, Holly. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny. There's a what I kind of call the the um, pre 2008 Kevin, okay, and the post 2008 Kevin. Um, and people who didn't know Kevin before 2008, um, he is, in my opinion, one of the most um, was one of the most driven people I've ever met. Most persistent, just a push to, to achieve what he wanted to achieve. And like I said, we'd been through some financial things in the past, and I never really worried because he said, I can fix this. I can make more money. I can get us out of this. And, um, you know, I just I just trusted that he could take care of it. So when this happened, and um, I could see that that thing wasn't gone, that drive to achieve what wasn't gone but he what he said was i'm not going to move until god tells me to move i can't get back up and do what i've done i've built this business for 20 years and you know it's gone and it's just a snap and i can't get back up and do it again and i'm not going to and i'm going to stop and listen and see what god has to say and so I thought, okay, well, that's that sounds good in theory. That <laughs> sounds good in theory. In theory, that's great. Um, so, but I knew how he was, and I also knew that he heard from God. I knew that um, because he'd proven it so many times in the past, and he's a, a godly man, and he's a godly husband and father, and, and led our family with that. And so I trusted what he was telling me didn't take away some of my anxiety and fear, but ultimately I believed what he was saying. 
So, um, you know, when when he, you know, was presented with a job opportunity, um, but told me that he felt like he had had a dream and felt like God was saying this, then I thought, okay, then that you don't need to take that job. Um, because well, well, let's put this in perspective just real, real quick, and I think this is what Matt was doing a second ago, it, it, it just putting a framework around it so that it matters. Um, we're, we're dirt poor at this moment. Yes. We're, we're barely surviving, hardly any food in the house. And I had been looking for jobs as a best practice, but not relying on that, uh, trying to live more like George Mueller and let mm-hmm. go of everything. And that took a long time to learn how to do that. But in that journey, uh, I had some resumes out there, forgotten about, and uh, I was offered a job, a six-figure job. Keep in mind you've got you know, maybe some milk in the fridge and mm-hmm. some bread, but that's about it. And no money for groceries, no money for rent, and you're living, you know, out of God's mm-hmm. – feeding you by the hand. <laughs> so we're in that moment. I'm offered a six-figure job, and then I had a dream. And the dream was, you can take that job if you want it. It sounds like an answer prayer. Or I've got something better for you, but it's going to be harder. Now, I heard that in the dream. And so what you had to do, and you can talk about this, is rely on, oh, no, my husband's delusional, or... I mean, he's going to give up this craziness uh, to to put us back where we were or follow God, which required some extreme amount of faith on your part. I mean, I heard from him, right? So your faith is even greater. Um, and, and But I just wanted to paint that picture uh, so that you can speak to it. Well, you know, we had both prayed. I guess that was a year or two earlier for something deeper. Right. Well, we can either have gone two years or not, and and you take mm-hmm. that job, and we'll go back to what we were doing. Right. And in all likelihood, you know, God's not going to strike us down or anything, you know. But are we going to get um, that breakthrough that we wanted? Well, probably not. So right. if that's what God's telling you, then let's go for it and see what happens. I'm like, can it get much worse? I mean, we've already lost our home. You know, our the big house that we had lived in had been foreclosed on. We're in a little bitty rental. Eh. You know, what do we got to lose? Well, she calls it wearing the plaid shirt. We, we were in the plaid like shirt. How house. many sizes too small? It was two sizes too small. Yeah. <laughs> the um, female view. Yeah. <laughs> Yucky. <laughs> but it was a roof over our head. So. Yeah, it was. Um, had trolls in the yard. Yard gnomes. <laughs> Lots of them. He says there were no yard gnomes, but I, I say there was all kinds of crap. It was weird scalloped bricks and a gazing ball and lots of mold. Yeah, we had to. (laughs) (laughs) To live in a mushroom? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Was this a shoe? (laughs) What was it? You ask me, yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. It worked for the time. Well, I I, I keep hearing this, Holly, and I want to hear what chatter were you getting on the left side (laughs) from uh, family, church members, sisters, you know, whoever. It's like, here's the thing I get with marriage. This just boggles my mind. People that are going through a divorce rely on people who are divorced to give them wisdom. (laughs) And that that just, I I don't understand that. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, girl, you need to. Or, yeah, man, you know, she can this or that or whatever. And you get this like, are you going to a divorce? Divorced person yeah. to speak into your marriage that is on the rocks. I mean, seriously, you know. So, so again, in your situation here, you have this. What kind of chatter are you getting from the other side? What battles are you fighting? 
Well, at first, for a couple of years, people are very sympathetic to the situation. How can we help? Most people that we met um, and friends and all that, very sympathetic for the first couple of years. Well, after the first couple of years, they're like, um, what's up? <laughs> like, you lose a big portion of your fan base. And um, (laughs) (laughs) then they just think you'd be nuts. Yeah. You know, so back on tour. Yeah. So the band back together. Yeah. Yeah. So after probably by about mm, 2010, some family members, some friends um, that were sympathetic and willing to help and they're over it. Mm -hmm. They are just over it. And um, some pretty rough, things um, are said and some painful things, you know, because when it comes from family, it's pretty excruciating. Um, It caused a separation um, between me and a family member. um, And that was very painful. Um, But I, you know, I just knew you don't, in my mind, they didn't know all the details. They weren't walking it out daily with us. They weren't hearing what we were hearing. And I was praying too and was being comforted. Um, God was comforting me through it. Sure. So, although I wasn't hearing exactly what Kevin was hearing, um, I knew we were going to be okay. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't know how. I just, I would read the Psalms. I would just devour my Bible. Yeah. I just had to. I mean, I would spend every morning. It was the only way I could get through the day. Some days it was all I could do to get through the day. Um and I just thought, okay, if I, we can just get through today, if we can just feed the kids today, if we can just, and God would, so he would provide for that day. What a beautiful picture. I, did, I just, I see this image of just having nothing, but having everything because you have a Bible and you have your, you're right there and you're just like, I am going to soak this in or write it on the walls of mm-hmm. my heart because it's the thing that I'm clinging to. I love that image. Yeah. And it's like this, you know, I see this, this process, this deepening process that goes on. It's initially, it's like, Oh, we lost our house. That hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, we lost a car. That hurt. Oh my God. It's my son. It's my family members. You know what I mean? It's like, and it starts going to this deeper place, and and yet you remained. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Grounded. How is there ever a moment when you kind of felt like God placed it on you to take Kevin and give him something, or to tell him something, or to kind of, you know, how how did that work out? Was there ever a moment um, like that? Well, I'm sure th- along the way. I mean, we. We really, all we had um, were each other. Mm-hmm. We were the only people who truly got what the other one was going through. So, Well, and let's be clear here. We, we, we lost everything, all right, uh, pretty much. We lost our years of investments, our savings, credit, our livelihood, our income, our business, our house, houses, cars, everything. That, that's not an easy thing for a beautiful young lady who's a mother of three, who's rolling and and living, you know, as a Christian, to just have upended, and and but you walked through it. So. Um, I mean, I can remember there were instances where God would tell me things, and um, we would discuss it, and um, we were on the same page. I think most of the time we were on the same page. Um, 
you know, after, so we'd been in this little rental house, and after that, um, we still had one more home that had been a rental, and the renters were moving out, so we said, well, maybe we should move back into that. We had been in the process of getting a loan modification for it and thought, okay, it's going to equal the plaid shirt house that right. was two sizes too small. This house is bigger. It's ours. We may never get to own a home again, home again for years. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should just go ahead and move back into it because we're going to get a loan modification. So, right. um, And you had had um, a prior um, client, I think, contact you out of the yeah, blue and right. you had done some work. And so it was going to give us a little bit of income. Mm-hmm. So we were going to move back into this house. And uh, at the same time, God told me that I should homeschool Woohoo! That was yeah. That was not in my mind happening because I was just like, uh, "What? I don't homeschool." Yeah, she's not the homeschool type. Yeah, traditionally. Yes. So, I mean, I really hope God doesn't tell me that because I would, <laughs> I would flounder. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I used to go, "Okay, they're getting on the bus, and I've got however long till they get home." Right. Love you, kids, if yeah. you're listening. But um, so I was not. I loved my free time so and they had you know they they were all in school finally so um that was a shock you know and the girls were in middle school so they were not having it either they were like you huh seventh and eighth grade going Amish yeah yeah like uh what so all of that happens we move back into this house assuming a loan modifications coming through we start homeschooling two preteen middle school girls who are thrilled obviously, (laughs) that we've pulled them out of school and they're friends. So around, you know, so that's going on. We get into the house, we're making the modified payment amount and we start getting foreclosure notices on this house. I'm like, well, deja vu, like what? Call the bank. Why are you sending us foreclosure notices? We've been paying the modified amount. They don't have a clue what we're talking about. Did you have it in writing? Well, no, but it's a pretty specific amount with O2, at the end. So I didn't make that up. That's what someone in, you know, your big bank told me. And so we start getting foreclosure notices about this house. And that was, would always be kind of when I would be my freak out mode. Uh Oh, here we go again. Um, But God would just calm me down and Kevin would, you know, we would just have to kind of, that would grow our faith. Every time. Right. That's the key. It would grow our faith because every time God would provide and take care of it. And He needed that opportunity, though. Mm -hmm. Right? That's what you're saying, I think. um, And that was the house that we ended up um, six years later moving from to here. Mm. And um, endless loan modification paperwork. I mean, I, I can't even count the amount of loan modification paperwork I did for that house. Um Oh people. yeah, we 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 played the game over and over and over just out of trying to survive. Yeah. But God took care of it. He did. And all the way up until the end, uh, where we were even that Christmas not too long ago, we were facing the same yes. thing and then all of a sudden we were forgiven eighty seven thousand dollars of debt. And able to sell uh, that just house. Just in a few months. Right. We sold the house, and, and we're here on the radio. Yeah. yeah. And that's God. Right. But that's years of faithfulness, giving him that opportunity. And I just want to back up real quick. Uh, with In that moment of uh, having to, you know, you chose to stick with me when I said, I'm hearing from God, I'm going to turn down a six-figure job when we're dirt poor. 
there wasn't any downside to, to that job. It right. was close. It was simple. I could do it. I'd been doing it for years. I was just doing it for a different company. Uh, but to turn that down meant, okay, there's no solution. It's just more of this day-to-day living and, and uh Yes, uh, there there's that's true, but I also had known from a few years before that your heart was no longer in the business world. You had mm-hmm. come to me, you had told me that, mm-hmm. and you had said, and I think oh five, just in a casual conversation, you know, I just I, I feel like I wanna get out of business and we'd you know, I kinda ignored it and all that and and you you know, because I did, you did and um so we call that the nudge till God gave us the shove. And so in the back of my mind, I knew ultimately that's not where your heart was, that you had given your pound of flesh. And I could, I had lived with you for so long and had seen the toll that it was taking on you, mm. the, the sleepless nights and the workaholic mentality. And um, it's just ultimately it wasn't, it's not worth it. It wasn't worth it. Mm. Um and I knew that God had promised us something else. Um, maybe we didn't know at the time what it was, but I knew that his word promised us something better. And that if you persevere, everyone who ever persevered in the Bible has reward because the Bible says that. And so you I just stood on that. I did. I mean, I had to stand on. Um, you had to live out what you see there. I knew just talk one of the big it. things back in that phase was um, God told me, quit looking at your circumstances. Quit looking at your circumstances and keep your eyes fixed on me. If you do that, we'll get through this. Mm-hmm. Quit looking at the water that's the waves and just walk on it. Mm-hmm. And wow. he would give me visuals. And it got to where. The visuals would be so clear, it was like he, I mean, I could just see it and taste it and feel it. And one time he said, it's I don't like even, a member of our, fam- yes. of our family. Yeah, he said, I don't even want <laughs> in, you in to. In our home. Yeah, Sorry. he said, don't just get out of the boat and walk on the waves. He said, I want you to dance on the waves because I love to dance. Uh-huh. So <laughs> he said, that's how free you're going to be mm. is Amen. you're just going to dance on the waves. Yeah. Disco he, dancing. Yes, because I'd love some disco oh, music. yeah, knock on wood, <laughs> oh, man. Give it to me. Yeah. I'm a few bars. Uh, that's yes. right. <laughs> so, the 70s. I love it. I know. That's, that's how I was going there. Right. Love me some disco. So <laughs> he just kept giving me these visuals. And yeah. um, every once in a while he would provide um, a few people who would be just an extreme encouragement. You know, one of my dearest friends has been a lifeline to us while we were going through that and provided um, just endless. She would just sit and listen and prayer and food. And so there are a few people who came alongside us that um, it, it was invaluable, the amount of love and care that they gave to us um, that we'll always be just immensely grateful for Um well, God, I think the other thing that's important here is that, that what you've seen, the reward, part of the reward for your faith as a wife, a mother, as a woman, is you have seen God come through. Yes. You have seen the other side of it. So, you know, when you stuck with me in that whole job situation, um, it, it wasn't that long, uh, not too long. I don't, I don't remember the exact amount of time now, but 
maybe weeks or a month or so, mm-hmm. and and uh, he he gave us out of the blue an yeah. income that took care of us for months and months. So he confirmed that decision right. that, every, that we yes. made together. Every time yeah. we would make a, a scary decision, which is, I have that in quotes, um, <laughs> a little bit later, not immediately, but a little bit later, it could even be a month or two later, he would provide something. So it was his way of confirming Yes, and so we kind of learned, okay, yeah. if we step out in faith, yeah. he will provide what we yeah. need. And it, every time we would get to that point, though, it got really scary. Right. It, I can remember my sweet friend, Julie. She would be like, you're going to be okay? <laughs> <laughs> and she and I remember her saying, oh, my gosh, you come for me sometimes more than I come for you. Yeah. She said, you're stressing me yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Your life is stressing me. I'm like, Julie, it's okay. Yeah. We're going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love what I what I hear here is that yeah I hear two people independently you know pursuing devouring God's word and and desiring and longing for that relationship over this relationship meaning the two of you yeah. that relationship being predominant but it manifesting itself in this relationship horizontally that you guys had such a heart for God and he is affirming the horizontal relationship so when Kevin says I I think that I'm going to you say yeah because that's what he is giving me that kind of level of comfort and and confidence in him not in Kevin in him Mm -hmm. I think so often in marriages that there's this dependence upon the spouse Right, you know, in so many ways that either the, the wife is the glue that holds the family together, or the husband is the provider and he is the rock. You know, God is the glue. God is the provider, That's not right. your spouse. That's right. You know, and the thing is, is that you know one of the things that, that we've we've had to learn and that, that I see you know here that's so beautiful is that that this, that every longing that you want your spouse to fill, you find that in God first. Right. Yeah. And then it brings itself forth in this relationship as this kind of you know blooming flower that this this fruit that you enjoy from each other. So that's that's yeah, absolutely. So 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 here's here's something that I just want to to get out there. You said something, Holly, earlier that that hit me. Pre two thousand eight, was it worth it? You mean if I'm back in 2008? Yeah, when you look at your life pre-2008, all the striving, all the business. You say, oh, was all that worth, worth it? it? Well, we don't have anything left from that. So, no. I mean, um, you know, it may, has made us who we are. Um, and Kevin's still got the same drive. That's what's funny, you know, because he seems pretty laid back. But he's still got the Kevin's still Kevin. But the drive is now focused on... What does God say? Yeah. It's focused on, let's rest and see what he says. What I've learned is inactivity with God doesn't equal nothing happening. Mm-hmm. Inactivity with God and resting equals lots of stuff's going on. Sure, Wheels are moving. He showed me that back, I think, in 2011. I saw myself as in a hamster wheel. And I'm just running in this hamster wheel, exhausting myself because I'm a doer. I got to be doing something because if I don't, (laughs) nothing's going to get done. And will people, you know, how do I prove to people that I have any value unless I'm doing that? And God said, if you'll just stop, I will propel you forward and you don't have to do anything. And so um, he's that good. Yeah, he is. And I've learned I've learned a lot from Kevin. I think that's one of the biggest things is. Just relax and let God do 
what he does. Yeah. I think um, so. That's been such a, a blessing is to learn to chill out a little bit. And I think one of the saving graces for us is laughter. We've laughed a lot. It's it's all that I think has kept us sane is. <laughs> Um, we couldn't afford to go do anything, mm-hmm. go out to eat or, you know, so we would just kind of sit around in this house that could possibly be foreclosed on <laughs> the next week. But we would laugh about anything and everything because it was free entertainment. Right. <laughs> yeah. And we've had some crazy things happen. Um, oh, we've seen a- absolute miracles. Yeah. I mean, with miracles and then just nutty things, you know. Um, so, oh, Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking about the the, the jewelry episode, yeah? With the cops. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I don't know how much time we have, but so that's I got, a great story, by the way. We'll yeah. have to. See, yeah, that's a good one. You can tell if you want to. We've got we got about five minutes. So I, I had some some jewelry that you know, probably not costume, but not real expensive. But I don't. I mean, I don't wear jewelry really. I have a wedding ring and a ring that Kevin gave me on our tenth anniversary. And I'm not real into expensive jewelry or anything, obviously. <laughs> Out of luck if I am. But um, so I had this and I thought, you know what? Let's sell it. Let's just see what happens. It might buy some groceries. So mm. in Tennessee, I put it in Nashville. I put it on the Craigslist. And um, I had two different r- rings. So one of them, we, the same, we set these up for the same day. And one of them, meet the sweet little Asian lady in the um, Kroger. She speaks no English. But she brings her son or whatnot, and she, you know, she shows me how she wants to pay, like, how much by showing me fingers and all that. So, you know, so we work out a deal and all that and walk away. And then our next deal is <laughs> going to be at the Wendy's up by the interstate in about a couple hours. So uh-huh. we go up there. Caroline's with us, our youngest daughter, in the back seat. She's sitting there, and she's she's like, hey, I've got a little bit of money. Can I, I think I might go in and get a Frosty, but... She's reading her book in the back, you know, just chilled out, waiting. So we're just sitting there talking. I'm kind of, Hardy's is right next door, too. I'm watching all the interaction over there, and there's some really weird car activity over there. And I'm like, wonder what they're doing. I could see this car backing up, pulling forward, backing up, pulling up. Just, it was really weird. I'm like, that's odd. Well, then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we, all these car cop cars come swarming in around us. We're like, what is that all about? Well, then one of them comes up in his vest, like his police vest, and knocks on the window. Kevin rolls it down. and uh, He rolls up in, uh, like he has wheels on his feet. Yeah, he's, he's just there. He's boom. <laughs> so he says, um, like SWAT. are you Holly? And I said, yes. And Kevin says, are you here to buy the ring? <laughs> Like cops then, can buy rings. And so then... I then, a sting operation. It's a sting So then, but Kevin really wants to know, have you wasted our time? Like, are you here to buy this ring and you're just off work in your vest? But no, two other cops are on my side of the car. I roll the window down and the guy says, um, I'm with the Metro Police Department. Um, we Somebody reported a ring that looks like you're stolen. I need to see it. Well, I'm like... What? So I show it to him, and he's flipping through pictures. He said, no, it's not the same ring. I said, no, it's not the same ring. Then he starts asking me the history of the ring. Uh, I've had it since the 80s, blah, blah, blah. And then they they just pull off. No apology, no nothing. We're like, we start thinking about this. Did it, I don't know, cross your mind to maybe run our plates or wonder why our daughter's in the back reading? 
with her frosty. Oh my goodness! Yeah, well, they could have just come to the house. And yeah, the, I think your point is, and and we can we can kind of maybe ask another quick question or so. But your point is, we we have. By by going down this faith journey, we have encountered some crazy oh, yeah. things, yeah. things that just uh, didn't suit being in the ivory tower, uh, you know, looking, living in this perfect, you know, world. Uh, yeah. These are the kind of things we experience. To finish this story, Kevin then turns to the guy on the left and says, um, so does this mean you're not buying the ring? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're we're here to get some groceries. Yeah, that's so, what he said. Does this mean you're not buying the ring? Because we me, really man. needed some groceries. I yeah. love it. Buy the ring. I love it. That's that's great. So, Holly, I have one final question, second part to what I just asked you. Since 2008, has it been worth it? Yes, definitely yeah. been worth it. Seen too much to um, live any other way. I've seen God move and act and tell us things to ever go back to that yeah and that's and that's what i what i love uh you know i i hate the top of hours here we need to do this again this is phenomenal we could talk for hours upon hours upon hours but what a testimony guys and i just want to give you guys you know praise because you're just honoring god in such an incredible way of living by faith and pointing back to him and doing it with joy and excitement and energy and it's truly been a blessing in my life to to have you guys a part of it you know a year ago we didn't know each other and and we're still getting to know each other but it's just so cool to see how you guys have lived this out, you know, as a testimony to him. And so to be be a part of your extended family, at least in this endeavor here, is, is very cool. So uh, I'm grateful for you guys. Well, I just want to say real quick, uh, I'm just incredibly enamored with my wife and, and thankful for Holly. And, uh, you know, however this interview is, <laughs> it's kind of fun, but uh, she's an amazing lady of faith and uh, if anybody ever wants some good advice, please contact us and uh, she'll be there for you, ladies. Yeah. No, I, I love it. I think it's just, it's huge. So Holly, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. for being here. That, that's, a, that's a ton of fun. But uh, guys, this has been a phenomenal hour, you know, here on, on Wake Up and, and appreciate you guys listening. This is going to be a phenomenal archived episode to go back and listen to over and over again. And I do think we'll do, do it again. Um, so I hope you guys would stop by our website at wakeupourfaith.com and you guys can get the archive, check out our mailing list and all that good stuff. And uh, we'll be back next Monday for for another episode. So I hope you guys would join us. Kevin, as always, brother, thank you, man, uh, and for extending your family with us and, and being here. So that was a lot of fun. So in honor of our first hour, Kevin, we're going to close with a little bit of Hall & Oats. Oh, yes. right. Y'all have a great day.